Welcome, Traveler. You have entered the realm of adventure. Prepare yourself for tales from beyond the dice. Beyond the Dice is a Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition actual play podcast set in a cyberpunk setting called New Etika. I am your dungeon master Luke and your players are Jeff and I play Gage, a level 2 wizard. Now I said players, but in this episode we're running this with one player, which is Jeff. Due to some uh, scheduling issues and uh, some other things like that, I thought it would be best to progress the story using Gage. Okay, so um, I'll get all of the players to roll a d20 to see who tells me what happened previously on Beyond the Dice. Oh, oh, okay. I see how this is. (laughs) Four. Anyone else? Um, Last time on Beyond the Dice, uh, we got absolutely wrecked. Uh, Episode before, um, we managed to survive a fight. um, And then then a new a mech um hob no not a hobgoblin what was he i've forgotten a bugbear yeah that's it bugbear came in and absolutely destroyed us and last gauge nose was like just getting completely wiped out The room is dark, curtains are closed, you feel that there are tubes plugged into your into your arms. There is a little mask over your mouth, you hear machines off to the side on your right beeping, you hear them pumping air into this mask. You look down... As you're slightly propped up in this bed, it's becoming a familiar sight. You look down, you're in a hospital gown. It's a, uh, a pretty big room, a long room. There are seven other beds. All of them are empty. There is a little red light that has begun flashing. The door handle rattles. The door handle turns. Um, Gage tries to lift himself up and to try and... Can he breathe all right? Can he take the um, thing off his face? Yeah, you can You can take that off your face, but you realise that your, your arm is uh, handcuffed to this hospital bed. Your, your human hand. Okay. Your um, augmented hand is laying there just um like attached it's not just it's it's not disconnected (laughs) and you can lift it up yeah absolutely okay your um your your lungs feel a little sore from you're guessing from the smoke from terry's diner that you otherwise you feel um you feel okay (laughs) as okay as can be yeah okay um cage has only got a second so i won't waste too much time it's trying to decide whether to get up or to go back to sleep this thing on his face is annoying them though so he's gonna just he's gonna grab it with his hand and and try and take the tubes out 
Alright, as you're uh, doing this, the door opens. Two people walk in. One of them, who's in the lead, is a, um, a half-elf, uh, sorry, a half-orc woman. She's wearing a white shirt tucked into navy pants and black boots. She has um, a holster on her leg with a, uh, a pistol in it and then a sort of... Um, sort of chest holster as well with um, with two pistols in it. She has uh, black hair tied in a ponytail and bright piercing green eyes. Following her is a human who is wearing a um, sort of stereotypical detective's overcoat. That sort of light tan color. He's wearing a, uh, a detective's hat and uh, he's wearing sunglasses. He takes his hat off as he walks into the room, sort of holds it as he at his chest. He uh, slicks back his graying hair and scratches his mustache. As the half-orc woman grabs a chair, slides it across about five meters um, off the floor and pulls it up next to your bed. She takes a seat. He walks up, not grabbing a chair, but uh, sort of leaning on hers. And he says, Mr. Gage, you have finally awoken. Are you ready to talk to us? Talk about what? Talk about what you were doing in Terry's Diner. I was eating. Um, Terry's Diner's all right. The coffee's pretty good. We know what Terry's Diner is. What you may not know that is, it has been burnt to the ground. It is no longer Terry's Diner. It is a pile of wood, steel, and ash. Yeah, there were a couple crazies that came in and um, tried to get money from Terry. Did everyone get out okay? Terry is unconscious and he seems to be in a, in a coma. Now, your other friends are fine. They have been escorted out of the hospital, and you are the only one who is currently here. Escorted? Escorted where? Back to their homes. The half-orc leans in, and she says, Mr. Gage, to be frank, we... We want to know what you're doing in New Etika. Would you enlighten us? I just thought it was time for a change. A change? The human says... Now, Mr. Gage, there are very little records of you in this city. We can see that you entered New Etika via train, leaving from Novopolis. Now, how did a man with no record, who's just a simple mercenary that seems to, well, what your friends say, get injured every time you take a mission... How does he save up enough cred to make it the distance between cities? Well, I think your town is a little bit rougher than where I've been from. There's... Everyone seems to draw guns at the drop of a hat here. It's not always like that. Over enough time and enough doing enough small things, eventually they add up to something like this. Now, Mr... Mr. Gage, what I'm asking you is, how does a mercenary 
bank enough cash to get his way to New Etika? Or did you get here on someone else's chip? Sometimes, sometimes a mercenary, they can be the best mercenary that they can be. And then other times they need to get sent away. So maybe it was on someone else's chip. The half-orc leans forward and she says, This all seems pretty cryptic to me, Mr. Gage. Now we ran some facial recognition through Sunfarer Networks, and you've been noted at various places, but there's nothing substantial. You seem to be keeping off the grid. Now, there's only a few people that work off the grid. First, there's the guy who doesn't want to be found because he's doing something illegal. Then, there's the guy who doesn't want to be found because he's got a dark past that he's scared that's going to bite him in the ass. And then there's the third guy who doesn't want to be found because he's a lunatic. And he bursts into diners, he shoots people, and then he burns it to the ground. Now, I've heard rumors that there are people that are all three. Now, are you are you one of these rumored maniacs, Mr. Gage? Do you think if I was a maniac, I would have lasted long enough to get this arm? That doesn't sound very logical to me. Well, sometimes people just lose a pin and they go bonkers. Now, since you've got nobody in this city that can back you out of this little situation you found yourself in, we just want to let you know what's going to happen in the next few days. First, once you're fully healed up, some of our officers and some of the media are going to come in here and we're going to arrest you for multiple counts of murder and arson. The human uh, sort of stands up, puts his hand in his pocket, pulls out a, a packet of cigarettes and um, opens it up pulls out this little plastic um, tube cigarette, presses the button on there, the end makes a little spark, and um, he motions for you to take one. Now, Mr. Gage, it seems that things are getting bad for you. I would suggest taking a cigarette. It's gonna help with the stress. Gage grabs it and slowly and then he like runs up between his fingers does and does it smell weird nah it just smells like a like a um, an ASIC why do you think I'd want to smoke this you gonna try and get me on possession as well no we just found the vape in your jacket pocket and I thought I would uh, give you a little bit of I don't know heaven before you hit hell <laughs> The detective then, he um, puts the packet away into his pocket and um, he puts his hand on the half-orc and says, Come on, Elgara. Let's go. Let's leave uh, Mr. Gage here to think about some things. Now, Mr. Gage, just remember, if you, if you agree to what happened the other night, to you losing your mind a little, and uh, shooting up the place and then burning it down. You get a, uh, a lenient sentence. But just remember, if you fight it, 
things are gonna get a lot more worse for you, Mr. Gage. He puts his hat back on and walks back towards the door. The half-orc, she stares at you for a little bit longer. Gage just stares back. He doesn't blink. He doesn't give anything. She smiles. (laughs) You who come from distant lands to hide from somebody. You're always the easiest one to help clean up our paperwork for us. She walks up and she um, she sort of taps on the uh, handcuff and says, just remember, these are reinforced. And she walks out, closes the door behind her. As she's closing the door, you see... Uh, a um, new Erika police officer who um, closes, who like sort of stands in front of the door as she closes it on the on the other side, not in the room, on the outside in the hallway. Okay. And so you pretty much know what's happening at the moment. You've seen it before in your city. It happens sometimes. These two. Um, these two detectives they want to pin the explosion on you and the shooting yeah it's it's much easier it's much easier for gage to cop the blame for it than actually trying to solve the crime yep that's they it. get a tap they get a tap on the back well done good job and gage goes away for it yep nobody's uh disputing it because nobody knows you nobody cares you don't have a uh, a record um if anything your record looks um like it's been scrubbed so you're laying in this room so Gage has got to get out of here. Maybe he can scrub his record again. He doesn't know yet. But at the moment, the main thing is to not be here when they come back. Um, it's going to look around. It, um, he's still got the cigarette? Yep. Yeah. They didn't light it though? Or did they light it? Nah, you've got like... A, it's like a little button on there. It lights itself. Okay. Cool. Um, pulls on a... He pulls... Not loud enough to bang the chain but it's tight around his wrist yep Mm. if it was metal hand he could have done a lot more with it but in the current situation it's a lot tougher to get out of this um he looks around the room is his are his clothes can he see his clothes at all or anything like that there's a little yeah there's like a little um like a little a bookshelf that is void of books and on on the shelf there is like gage's clothes um, his holster, but not his weapon. Yep. Um, and like some yeah, bits and pieces, but no, no weapons there. Okay. Um, is there any um, what's 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 also around Gage? Like any medical equipment, anything else, like a hairpin or like small metal bits to try and like tinker and get his handcuffs off. Um, well, since you're in this um, this medical gown, you can see that um, on, on sort of like on your shoulder, there's a little bloody patch, and you can feel that there are some staples there that are holding in at, um, the edges of a gunshot wound. Okay, nice. So, um, Gage. Is go- Gage is going to... Oh, what should he do first? Um, is the wound completely shut? So you like have a look at it. Um, yeah. 
it looks like fairly healed. You know that if it was completely healed, they would have probably come and taken those those staples out mm -hmm. uh, because it was it was uh, one of the shotgun blasts that you got from the mecha bugbear mm -hmm. that uh, caused that wound. So how many how many staples are in it? Are there like a whole group, and you could try and take one more on the edge out? Yeah. All right. So he's gonna he's going to do that first. All right. So he's gonna get his get his fingers, and then um, once once he gets the staple out, or should I elaborate on that after he gets the staple out? Well, um, let's just say that you can pull the staple out. Yeah. You pull free one of the staples. Uh, you start bleeding from the two holes and the little yep. um, the little part of the wound that it was stapled over. Okay. Okay. So what he's gonna do is he's gonna get his um, e-sig and he's gonna push the button on it, and and the, the the end starts getting hot, and then he's going to seal the wound in his skin with the the end of the e-sig. Nice. Alright, you feel this burning and, and searing. Um, it's not as bad as the some of the burns that you felt in the diner when um, the place was falling around, falling down around you. Um, mm -hmm. I won't make you take any damage or anything like that because it's, it's very small in comparison to the wounds that you've taken recently. Yep. It still hurts though. Like, just the... Like, <laughs> and, um... Okay, now he's got a staple. Um... So he's going to um, lean over the bed, um, lean down, and try and use the staple on his handcuffs. Gage has had a little bit of experience with handcuffs before, which I'm not gonna. I'm gonna. I'll let you yeah. decide how you want to interpret that. So, <laughs> um, so I'm going to roll sleight of hand. So that's plus two, and then another cool. plus two for proficiency. Proficiency oh. with Thieves Tools allows you to add your proficiency bonus to any of the um, ability checks you make with it. So whatever your proficiency bonus is, which yep, is definitely. level 2, should be 2. But yep. it, it'll increase as it go on. Yep. So, 7 on his first attempt. Okay, you're clicking around in it, and... Um, you see one of the little lights on this handcuff. It goes red, but then it fades really quickly. You know that that means that it has an anti-tampering in there. Um, so that if you fail a, um, a tamper on it three times, it will, um, it'll, it will shock you. And then it will notify the closest officer on their um, AR. Okay, he's gonna try again. Yep. Actually, before he does that, are there any other parts? Because this is more of an electronic thing. Are there any other parts that looks like he can gain access to, like um, some sort of like backward screws or um, there any kind of like joins in the metal where he could try and get his fingernails in or try and get the, the clip itself in to try and pry off any bits, like pulling apart a phone? You know that. Um they make these to be almost flawless. Yep. Um, it's like you know where the place is to pick at it. 
Yeah. Um, and it's not like it's not like a little keyhole like normal handcuffs might have. It's like just a tiny little groove that you can work into to press down on um, or push through the right cable to either unlock it or set it off. Um, you probably you realize after your first try that you may as well try to unlock the the one that's attached to the bed because if it does set off a um, a shock, it, you know it's not going to shock you. It's going to shock the um, the rail unless you're holding directly onto it. All right, but he's probably holding the the cuff anyway. Oh, okay. actually no, but he's but he's using his robotic hand. Yeah, but he's using his robotic hand. So and that he normally uses to shock people with. Exactly. Yeah. So okay, so he'll do that then. He'll he'll do that. Cool. Cool. Try again. So roll some more. <laughs> Seven again. Um, do are the I assume the bit that they're connected the two different pieces like the. Um, yeah, there's like a cord between the two handcuffs that's um, that are probably like it's a pretty thick woven steel cable. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, about a, a centimeter and a half thick. Yeah. So three attempts is probably not on either cuff. It's probably on the cuffs together. Yeah. yeah. All right. What he's going to try and do instead of trying a third time is he's going to try and use shocking grasp to which is his own electronic shock at this if, if it fails he's going to try and shock it as it shocks him and try to overload the system all right so he's he's got that ready if he fails so he's gonna try again uh 13 13 yeah do you have any hero dice left no can he shock? <laughs> you, yeah, you can. You can. Uh, you can shock. Okay, so he's gonna shock. Um, Roll your damage on it. It does three damage. The shock from your hands short circuits the handcuff. Oh. The handcuff on the bedside opens up. Sorry, but the red light flashes for a good long second as it short circuits the handcuff the red light dies but you hear the door like the door handle rattle a bit as um as the officer is opening the door gage is gonna like pretend that he was electrocuted and knocked out uh how how much does the thing actually come off like does it come off completely or just undo does like is it just loosened? Yeah, it's lo- it's loosened. There are some s- sort of scorch marks on the um, on the handcuffs. Okay, that's okay because it shocked him, so it probably let the guard know. Yeah, so Gage is going to just appear that it knocked him out. Um, All right. Do I do I roll s- do I roll something? Do I roll um? You can roll a um, deception performance. Performance plus one. Seventeen. Now I roll. Nice. Not a three. <laughs> now you roll well. <laughs> I should have been an actor, <laughs> not a mercenary. That's <laughs> true. So the uh, police officer sort of, op- as is, you hear the rattling of the door, you pretend you're asleep. 
Uh, no, <laughs> you pretend you're unconscious. He, sw he opens the door. He's pointing the pistol into the room. He closes it behind himself. And he says, Mr. Gage, are you awake? He cautiously walks up towards the bed, still pointing his pistol with both hands at you. He walks up to the the bed, to the hospital bed. <laughs> he I rolled a one. Yes. He walks. He walks up, and he grabs the handcuff that's um, unattached from the bed, and he sort of pulls on it, and he inspects the other side that's on your arm he goes to he, he goes to click down the unattached side of the handcuffs to the bed again click 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 it's not clicking in did you want to do anything yeah the jig's gonna be up hey okay so gauge with his metal hand flings around and oh, he's, he's, he's yeah he's grabbed his hand his, his, his human hand, so he pulls his human hand in and then reaches around and tries to grab the back of his neck and tries to shock and grasp him instead. Okay, uh, roll uh, roll an attack because it would be versus um, this guy's AC. Uh, I think I think it's against his save. Wait, what is it? Wait, ah. Oh, are you using shock and grasp? Yeah, you shock and grasp for this save. Oh, I don't know. So you make a melee attack. Okay. So you roll. Oh, it's plus six. So yeah. I also rolled a one. All right. So <laughs> this is not getting far. Yep. You. Oh, you get an, you get advantage. Oh, for surprises for surprise. No, he's wearing some metal on his armor. Okay. <laughs> a nine. Alright, because he rolled a one on perception, mm. uh, you grip the side of his neck because you can't really get the back of his neck. Mm -hmm. um, he drops the pistol onto the bed and you send a electric shock through him. How much damage do you do? Five. Five damage? Cool. You shock him, he falls down to the ground, uh, sort of dazed. I'm guessing you like climb climb out of the bed? Yep. Yeah, if there's anything dazed, I could try and knock him out. Cool. Roll a, a melee attack. Um, shock. Can I use shock, shock and grasps again to do this? Or do I knock him with the gun? Oh yeah, yeah I'll grab, pick up the gun and try and hit him on the back of the head to knock him out. It's melee, so it's not plus six. Strength, 21. Nice to hit. Yep. Hell yeah. Uh, do a uh, 1d4. Five. All right. You knock him unconscious. Just to let you know, if you did use uh, Shocking Grasp and you and you used it on him and okay. you dropped him to zero HP, you would have killed him. Because spells you can't do for... Um, non-lethal oh that's good to know in the future <laughs> yeah alright so you punch this police officer he falls to the ground now onto the bed well he was on the ground so oh, you can okay. chuck him okay. on the bed if you want yeah um 
Is he wearing a hat? He has a um he's got like a a open face helmet. Like um like a police officer motorbike helmet sort of thing. Um the visor is up on the forehead area actually, and um Actually yeah, just sorry. quickly before he he thinks about it, uh, and while he does that, is a door open to the room? He glances. Um it's not open. Okay, that's fine then. Okay. He closed it on the, when he came in. Okay. Uh, the police officer is now laying on his pistol. Okay, so on the, gr- on the ground still, or on the bed? On, on the, the bed. bed. Okay, so um, yeah. Gage goes to check the window. Is there a window of the, in the room? In the yeah, far side of mm-hmm. the room, um, on your far left. And it's the, the the curtains are closed. They have been the whole time. Okay, he like moves. He goes to the edge and tries to look through the edge of the curtain. He's very quick. This is all happening quite quickly, just to see if there's anyone on the other side or if it goes to the outside. You look outside and you see Darkhaven. How far away is like? Are we to the ground? You are approximately maybe four levels up. Okay. Yeah, can't jump that far. All right. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, Gage goes back. The question is, does he... Does he take the the corpse close? That's the real question. What's um so what's the cop sorry now now that we're back the cop has got um a helmet with the he's got a helmet yep. that looks like sort of a um a police motorcycle helmet uh without the little sort of sun visor thing on top of you know like a, it doesn't have like a little brim thing to block out the sun but it's got like a um a glass shield that would go all the way over the entire face and that's um that sort of moves up onto the forehead of the helmet. Um, so if you were to wear it, the face shield would go all the way down past your chin. Okay. Um, he is wearing a sort of like a bulletproof tactical um, vest. It doesn't have any like pockets or pouches on it. It's got sort of the logo of the precinct on his, on the Darkhaven precinct on the, um, on the left um side of the chest he's got a um sort of big large tactical belt belt um big boots that are armored all the way up to his knees and then padded uh pants and then padded uh arms that lead down to um the sort of large leather gloves okay i think it makes sense for gage to to dress up as the police officer um, so he tries to do this very quickly. Um, he takes off, so the, the the jacket fully enclose enclose around him. So you take the the, yeah, vest. the vest. Yeah, does it cut? Yeah, the vest okay. like it like it like has met like metal sort of uh, long strap things that you can unclip. Okay, so Gage and... gets his clothes and puts them on, and then puts the vest over the top. You're your own clothes. Oh, uh, well, he's he, well. Gage gets his own shirt. Um, don't think his jacket's gonna really. 
gonna fit um with the vest on on top of it that'll look silly so he's he's yeah he'll grab his shirt so at least the cop has a shirt on and um the rest like his undergarments he puts his own undergarments on and then he undresses the jacket and um just getting the outer clothing and putting it on himself and then cool. he gets um he pushes the he, he gets the cop's gun puts it in the holster and then um does the cop have gloves yeah yeah leather gloves with like um metal knuckles and stuff okay so he's going gauge is going to um oh does he have time he's going to cut under the knuckles so they connect to his hand so that he can still use shock yep. and grasp to punch people now instead of um grabbing them does that work yeah cool you could probably find like a um a knife or a scalpel or something i would say in the in the room you cut away the leather so that you've got um yeah the the um the metal attached to, or touching your your robotic hand okay. um and you grab all your other gear like your your quote-unquote adventuring gear oh can i chuck my mm. you have everything but you don't the only things you don't have from your adventuring gear is uh, any any weaponry you don't have okay so cool he gets to keep his jacket because that's important all right so he um he tucks the policeman into the bed and puts the breathing apparatus on his face um and connects the beeping sound that was in the room was that connected to him like was that a sensor connected to him to yeah. gauge yeah it was like for blood pressure and that's okay shit. so he connects that to the to the cop so that the monitoring systems are still all working and whatever and don't freak out any of the any any nurses or anything and um covers him uh, grabs a blanket from one of the other beds and covers him up and chucks the um his own gurney um just in a in, in a cupboard or whatever in the room or hides it under a bed whatever's closest available cool and then he he puts he puts a helmet on and slowly steps outside all right as you step out of the room uh do you put the visor yes. down like yeah, the, yeah. the cool that slides down so this sort of um this blue navy almost like midnight blue um face shield goes down the um the white helmet um you know fits pretty well on your head the strap under the chin you're you're fixing that up as you step out of the room Uh, a hud comes online inside of the helmet um and down the hall you see another police officer walking towards you and he says hey oh really what's going on is that uh bastard in there giving you any trouble he messed with his handcuffs a bit, but he knocked himself out, so he won't be giving anyone any trouble for a while. What an idiot. Uh, are you okay? Yeah, I I really gotta take a dump. Oh. Um, would you mind watching the door for a minute for me? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Thanks, thanks. And um, he kind of like shuffles a little bit and um, makes his way. Uh, do, you, do you see any signs? 
Yeah, there's like signs towards exits and toilets and that. Yeah, okay. Sure. So it's a hospital. So, there's signs everywhere. Yeah, so he starts walking towards the exit. Actually, the exit of the ward would be the logical location for where the toilet would be, so that people don't. So people visiting don't use the same toilets as people in the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> so Gage makes his way that way, <laughs> kind of shuffling a little bit, like he's really got to go. Nice. All right, so. You turn the corner, um, near the toilets there is a stairwell, and then um, there's also sort of an elevator um, the opposite direction. So, like, say you turn right, there's a stairwell and the toilets, and if you were to turn left, which is um, has, like, the nurse's station and all that sort of stuff, there's also elevators there where the nurse's station is, so... That's what you see from where you are. Okay, he's going to take the stairwell. Cool. So you start making your way down the stairs. You don't come... um, Like, you don't bump into anybody. You get to sort of the lower level. You can either go down to um, the B1 level, where usually there are, um, like the ambulances and that sort of stuff actually or you can go to ground level where the like where the entry of the hospital is near the near the the stairwells is bathrooms on different floors yeah okay so he's gonna make his way into one of the bathrooms and um he's going to um it's gonna take off take off all the police stuff because try and look more casual um, because like seeing a police walk out and trying to get some sort of taxi or other thing might seem really, really weird. Um, so he's going to just attempt to walk out. Um, but I don't know how D&D just, oh, yeah. wait, yeah. hold on. Just before, just before mm. you do that, your clothes. Oh, uh, they're all, they, um, yuck. Yeah. They, they have blood, they have burn marks, all that sort of shit on them. Um, all right okay that that won't work and trying to take um trying to take someone else's stuff like isn't very um isn't very efficient right now either all right so he have to walk out as a cop um so when he gets to the bottom like gage looks at both options um and then he decides to go to the bathroom because that seems to be the most safest option um so he checks the hud in his helmet now that he's got some breathing room uh yeah. so what does he see in the hud can he see where other police officers are or anything like that you see a message from um a mess a, a contact named danny um it's you he's like just sent it as uh, like you know 30 seconds ago you open it it's a, a gif of a uh a, a guy on a toilet and then he's written lol underneath it and the gifts like the guys on the toilet like screaming and yelling um and you're guessing that it's the officer from upstairs and then another message comes in saying i told you not to get that triple cheeseburger i told you <laughs> um fly back i couldn't help it i know what cheese does to me but i couldn't help it they're too good he sends one back saying, 
Stop texting while you're on the toilet, lol. <laughs> nah, I'm kidding. Yeah, they're, they're great, those burgers. I love them. And he says, um, look, I'll, I'll keep a watch for the next 15 minutes. I know you'll be a while. Thanks, man. I know you've got my back. Just, does it say does it say his name in the in the instant? Yeah, Danny. Oh yeah, sorry, Danny. That's right. Yeah, so he goes, Thanks, Danny. I know you've got my back. And he's like, No worries, partner. Cool. Alright. Uh, so So what are you doing? Okay, so seeing yeah, as um are there any other menus? Oh, I can see Danny's location in the in the helmet. Or just his messages. Um, they you don't like they don't have a tactical um HUD on at the moment. They probably didn't think it was needed. Like they don't know who you are really. They probably think you're just some poor guy out in his lark, um, you know, doing mercenary work sort of thing. They they wouldn't think that you're some sort of like Jason Bourne type or anything. Um, so it's just very simple HUD time. Like location that you're currently at, um, ETA until it's like a custom one. It's like an ETA um, shift finish, and then it's got like a timer counting down. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got there's another custom one that's like tally like triple cheeseburgers this week, <laughs> and it's got like four. Um, yeah, that's like that's that's all that's on the HUD at the moment. Okay, he's gonna um, seeing us as a location. It might be a bit risky taking that out, or seeing I leave if he leaves the hospital before he shifts up or something like that. It might let the it might ping or draw suspicion to him. So he's gonna take the helmet off and leave it in the bathroom. So for at least the next fifteen minutes, it'll look like he's in the bathroom. Uh, his other cool. clothes, yeah, aren't really great just due to all the explosions and burning and stuff that's happened to them so he's gonna make his way out without a helmet on all right uh do you choose to go down to the basement or through the uh front sort of uh entry let's go through the basement i think it might be safer yeah so you exit the stairwell into the um the basement level and there are heaps of like empty um sort of emergency guernsey bed things and uh like shelves that are on wheels and all that sort of shit that are in the hospitals you walk out and follow the signs that say um dispatch and there are heaps and heaps of ambulances and like big roller door sort of things that are all open you can pretty much just walk out there's uh people sort of working and stuff but they're not paying you any real attention are there any cop cars around here no not in not in the not in the sort of um okay ambulance section dispatch section okay just on his way out he pats himself down does he find any keys well that might be linked through the helmet but does he feel any keys uh no all right it's probably some keyless entry for the cop cars that links to most of their id stuff in the helmet so okay yeah all right okay so he casually leaves the hospital um is there a taxi rink nearby yeah there's a there's taxis that are constantly pulling up and auto cabs and stuff that are pulling up out the front of the hospital uh you see that there are uh, there is a a cruiser um a police cruiser that's sitting out 
the front of the hospital as well. Nobody's in it. Um, yeah, busy, busy streets. Yeah, it's uh, it's currently currently daytime, so you don't see all the neon lights from the signs and advertisements yet. But the street is bustling. Um. Hmm. Questions. Gage goes towards the car and tries to open the the police. Are there any police in or around the car? No. Okay. He goes to the driver's side and tries to open it. See if keyless entry kicks in. You can open the door. As you sit down in the car, the front windscreen lights up with the similar HUD to your helmet. Um, yeah. All right, Gage is going to take the car. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. It's going to take the car. All right. Cool. You get in the... As you sit down, um, there's a push to start button on the car. You press it. The engine starts up. Um, The vehicle uh, has, like, the location on the front windscreen and the time, all that sort of stuff. Uh, The speed. So as you start to take off... The, um, you know, it tells you how many kilometers an hour you're going and how much fuel you're using and all that sort of stuff. Um, what are you, where are you aiming to go? What do you want so to do? Gage is going to go back to the scene of the crime. Uh, he's good try. Yeah. All right. Cool. So, um, you will cut to the scene of the crime or do you want to do something with the police car? No. Nah. No, nah, he's not gonna. He's, no. he's he's kind of freaking out a bit. Like he started to drive off. No alarms or anything have gone off. Um, he's taking it. Like you know, like when you play Grand Theft Auto, and even though you know that you could probably go through all the red lights or whatever, or he could probably. It's really tempting to push the button to make the sirens go, but he plays it cool. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, hmm, sirens. Yeah. Um, Alright, so you go back to the scene of the crime to Terry's Diner. Now there are police barriers fencing off the entire area. They are thin white steel poles with a black strip down um, sort of the um, each side of the pole. Um, And there is like an AR and holographic barrier with um, NEPD Darkhaven precinct scrolling across horizontally at the bottom and the top of the barrier in this sort of across this light sort of blue barrier there is a police cruiser already there um, it's parked next uh, next to the barrier um, the driver's side window is down there seems to be somebody in the car but you can't really you can't tell who, what, where, why. Um, the the barrier that's in front of the... like It's not like... It's a holographic barrier. It's like a physical barrier. Well, the poles are physical. Yeah. Um, but... Between. The, the barrier between it is just... Um, is like, yeah, holographic. And uh, also... It has a layer in augmented reality, so that people with AR can see it. So it's not, um, and the cop car's like on the side of the street in front of it. It's not like behind the barrier or anything like that in the car park. Terry's diner. 
No, it's not within the barrier. It's on the outside of it. Um, Gage will drive past the other car slowly. And then, um, like, not... Yeah, and then go to park in front. As he's driving by, he looks in the driver's window. Does he see either the orc or <laughs> the, any, the detectives that came to talk to him earlier? Um, no. Would you roll a perception yeah. check? Maybe. We'll see. Twelve. Twelve. All right. You don't see the orc or the other detective. You do see a human police officer. His mouth is wide open. He's got headphones on, his helmet's off. In one hand that's sort of resting up on the window, there's a takeaway cup. And um, you can, as you're driving past slowly, you can hear him snoring. Um, What did you get, 12? Okay. As you look out across the other side, you see um, his partner is opposite, like far opposite Terry's diner across the other side of the road, chatting with a guy and he's like laughing, sitting down at a cafe. Okay. So, all right. So Gage, as he drives past, he pulls over in front of the other car and then um, tries to be as inconspicuous as possible. And, um, yeah, and gets out of the car and walks through the barrier. Oh, sorry, he actually, when you walk, he turns, like, he turns, he doesn't, like, face across the street. He kind of just turns and then walks casually in, like, making sure his face doesn't show to either the guy in the car, even though he's asleep, or the guy across the road. Yeah. All right. And you walk through the barrier. The segment that you walk through goes red. Um, and then it turns blue again once you pass through it. You see Terry's diner. The sign is pretty much melted and burnt to crap. The roof is collapsed in. It just looks like a bunch of rubble. Um, there is um, Spig's truck is there. Your car is there. Um, there's a black speeder that is no longer hovering. It's laying on the ground. Speeders are hover cars. Yeah. So there, it's not a hover car anymore. It's a laying on the ground car. Um, there's like rubble or cracked windscreen. Uh, the hover cars, the hover cars have tires in the, the hover. They have little sort of bumpers at the at the base okay. of them, so that if they when they do land, they are not just scraping the ground. Yep. Um, some of them have like little sort of feet and that sort of thing that protrudes out, all stylish. Nice. Cool. Um, yeah, this one's sitting on its uh, little rubber or its little yeah bumper things. Um, yeah. So is the diner on like a corner or anything or does it look like there's any way to yeah okay it's on a corner of a of a intersection okay so is there more than one exit to get around so if gage was to jump back in his car does he think he can leave leave with his car around the other way um a- around the the site oh yeah yeah around the diner yeah, yeah. okay so he's gonna look 
um, who wants to find out more about like the kind of like who the bugbear was and who like who did this. So he's going to um, just have he's gonna activate his AR. And he's going to look around and see if there's any kind of like bullet casings or if there was any kind of extra swords or actually because it's been a crime scene to make it are there any kind of like stuff set up from any forensics or anything like that already yeah there are um, so there's a short sword laying on the ground um, with some blood on it it has like a little um, AR marker next to it uh, there are um, there's a shotgun which you know to be Gage's shotgun laying on the ground with a marker um, the whole um, speeder and each of the cars have a marker on it uh, what else their fuel a big pool of fuel on the ground has a marker on it um, there's a marker inside like heaps inside Terry's diner um, there is like a line going from the fuel that's on in the car park going into the diner and that connects with um, the motorcycle that was thrown through the window it, uh, as you're looking into the diner you see all the bullet holes are all marked in um, in like yellow um, there is each like all the bits of blood and DNA and stuff like that is marked with um, sort of a red uh, outline um, can you roll an investigation check for me is it possible to have um, is it possible for my system to be able to save this like download all the data and save it for later as well for, for yeah for you can you can do that. Twelve for investigation. Okay. Um, you also notice uh, that what they haven't things that they haven't marked. Um, this could be due to um, the situation that you're in of them trying to get out of their job and just pin it on somebody for a quick turnaround mm-hmm. uh, that the there's security cameras facing Terry's diner from multiple other buildings so you can actually try and hack into them and get some footage if yep, you want definitely going to do that so you want to get footage from earlier that night from before you arrived yep and the whole and, right. and after as well so like sorry to see yep. who saved us sort of as well that 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 whole yeah, period. Yeah. Um, All right. Uh, cool. Even even if it doesn't go, he's, yeah. Well, let's try and hack into it first. Uh, Arcana, check for that. Yep. Oh yeah, twenty five. Okay. So as you're walking around and investigating things, you open up a file um, in your AR, and you it's like another screen. Um, and there's the footage from multiple vantage points that then turns into um, six other cameras all different vantage points and they all play at the same time uh, because you rolled so well you can like um, you can, you'll be able to see pretty much all of it at once it like wait um, it like creates a 3d map of the entire area and you can see from every angle every, where everyone walked and what they were doing yeah like in real time yeah also like there's um 
like a holodeck. It starts earlier on in the earlier on in the day. The um, the the couple that were in the diner they walk across the road into the diner. They're greeted by the uh, the the greeting droid that was uh, in the front of the diner. They sit down, eat, blah blah blah, or they start eating. Then uh, you rock up in your car, you park it. A few seconds later, Spigs rocks up. You get out, have a little chat. You then both walk inside, sit down. A few minutes, maybe like 20 minutes later, the speeder, the hover car, floats down from the sky, stopping, parking. And three guys get out, one with a, a large case. They walk into the diner. There are various flashes and gunfire, all that sort of stuff. Cortain arrives on his motorcycle. Well, on a motorcycle, one that you have seen before, but you just haven't seen him on it. <laughs> a minute, a minute later. A 4x4 utility truck pulls up and Gage turns and looks at it and begins walking back towards the diner. The door of the utility truck opens. The mecha bugbear exits the rear cabin of the 4x4 and then one by one, first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, all the cameras turn to static. Oh, wow. Then across each of the um, the videos. Recording. Corrupt. Please contact. Oops, sorry. Recording. Corrupt. Please contact Oratic Systems for assistance. And it keeps repeating that message. Okay. Um, Gage is going to just... Um, he's going to clone the drive and in the hopes of being able to take it take it back and see if he can reconstruct some of the data later uh, or like the video yeah. yeah cool with your role you've saved it that's like in, in your rig at the moment so he's, he's going to go uh, he goes to inside the diner um, and he has a look to see if there's any like keys on the ground or anything to try and he can use to get into the car or is it safe to walk inside that building? Structurally, um, you'll have to be very, very careful and you'll have to roll dex, dex checks or dex saving. Yeah, dex checks, I would say. Okay. Before he does that then, he's going to see um, if the car itself was unlocked. <laughs> Your <laughs> no, car? The, the car of the um, the hover car. Oh, the speed, your yep. hover car? Cool. All right. You walk up to it. Um, you want to try and try you try and open the door. Yep. Yep. I don't think I need to roll for that. I try and open the door. Nah. <laughs> boop, boop, boop. Let's chuck an alarm sound in there as the car alarm goes off. Oh, no. Okay. Um. Gage runs to his car. Yep. And jumps in. And hides. <laughs> okay, you throw some rubble aside that's leaning on the side of your car, and you get inside. The front windscreen's completely covered in ash. 
uh, and bits of debris. Um, you s- Does the sleeping cop come out? Does Or anything? You try and look? Yeah. Side, through the side window. Okay. So the sleeping cop gets out of his car, putting his helmet on, the, the visor closing down. He um, throws his... The, the drink, the takeaway or the fast food cup that he's got in his hand, he throws it to the ground, pulls the pistol out of his holster, looking around everywhere and he goes back to his cruiser opens the back seat door rummages around, pulls out some, um, like a like something small in his hand swearing he presses the button the alarm stops. The second police officer, who was just running across the road, you hear him be like, Hey, what's going on over there? And then he's like, I don't know, some something set the car off. It's alright, I turned the alarm off. We've still got some of the evidence here. Uh, just, I don't know, just get in, get in. And the second guy who was across the road gets in the cruiser and then he gets back out and he points to the second police cruiser and he says who's is this <laughs> and then his partner looks over at the other car and he shrugs and he's like oh I don't know then they go over to the car and they start invest- they start looking in there and they start talking you can sort of they're not they're not like yelling to each other now they're sort of like talking uh, you hear the name Danny um, and O'Reilly and uh, that's about it what do you want to try and do they're like just they're just uh, sitting in their cruiser now how long was it until O'Reilly's shift ended previously it was like four hours okay. it's been at the, mo- at the moment it's been maybe half an hour okay they might be looking for O'Reilly by now. They might have found him. But Gage doesn't want to let that evidence get away. Um, he waits and he, to be yeah. hey, just 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 so you know, it's probably just like just very basic evidence, some bits and pieces from there, that and there. Like it's nothing that's going to be like. They have the remote or whatever for the the hover car, yeah. um, but they haven't picked up any of the weapons or anything like that. Um, and like this is like a, just a quick case for them, you know. Yeah. So yeah. open and shut. All the, most yeah. of the evidence is yeah, most of the evidence is on the ground. They've probably just picked up some cash or you know chips or creds or whatever. Um, the the key to the, the hover car all that sort of stuff um, that's of value yeah okay so is Gage still connected to the security system? Um, oh. I would have said that after he downloaded it he probably cancelled yep, it out yeah that's fine it was more um, you, you can still like you can do some investigating from, from there if you it want it was more that if the cameras are still running local time just to erase that he was there I thought about that a bit late um yeah so can you connect to them is it a wireless connection 
Uh, as when you do the, it still says oh. static, okay. like it's still static, and it says um, recording corrupt. Okay. Please contact Auratic Systems. Ah, oh, so they're not working anymore, really. They're not recording new information. No. Oh, that's good. Okay, so uh, Gage waits about fifteen minutes just for things to be quiet. Um, he's gonna. He knows that um, he should probably get the shotgun back. And maybe the sword. The sword might provide be useful. So he waits. Is there any more movement from the car or anything like that from the cops waiting? How long do you 15 wait? Fifteen minutes. Um, are you going to do anything in that time besides nope. waiting? Oh. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, Fifteen minutes. Um, the those detectives rock up. The two from oh, the hospital. Damn it. They look in the car. They start yelling at um, at somebody named Danny, and they they both start to um, like investigating the second cruiser. Hmm. How is the line of sight between where Gage is parked in the car and the cruisers? Practically right there. <laughs> Okay. They're parked on the street in front of the car park where the diner is. Okay. But he, and there's there's no way like around the other way for him to get out without them without it being very visible. Now you'll have to reverse your car out of rubble into the like reverse it out of the like in the car park, which they would definitely see and hear. Yep. Um and if you were to get out of your car they would probably see, see it yeah. as well. Yeah. Okay, so Gage is gonna wait it out. become a fugitive? Will he be called a psycho? Will he be caught by the police and those bad, bad boy detectives? Hmm? I'm Crux, and I'll be telling you next time, Traveler. Hey guys, thanks for downloading. Thanks for listening. Thank you for flying a helicopter to my birthday to bring me a cheesecake. I'm allergic to dairy. Thank you. Uh, I'm also looking to dairy. It's painful. Um, you can catch me and all of us at www.beyondthedice.com or at Facebook at facebook.com slash btdpod. You can check it out Instagram. It's pretty fun. We take D&D and RPG and nerd slash geek related pictures and place them up there. Find us on Instagram at beyondthedice. We also have Twitter at beyondthedice. Peter has his own at rock pete scissor and crux the interdimensional demon bard you can check him out at crux tales um also the best way for us to reach more people and tell them about our adventure um is if you give us a good review on itunes that's uh, the best it's the very best way so if you could do that for us that would be fantastic uh thanks thanks guys We just want to know what you're doing in this city, in Mass... Oops, I almost said um, the city from my other campaign.